You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Fear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing on the bus Walking Dead podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora back talking uh, Season 8, Episode 12, The Key, a.k.a. Rick versus Negan, Part 2. Mm-hmm. I think we a.k.a. Got... Rick has his seal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Craziness happened in this episode. <laughs> uh, it was weird because, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to get... I don't want to get too too ahead of myself here, but uh, I thought the the episode kind of started a little slow. Yeah, I agreed. Mm-hmm. Boy, did it really pick up. Yep. Uh, let's talk about it. Uh, Maggie, Enid, Michonne, and Rosita encounter a seemingly benevolent woman named Georgie who gives them food and documents in exchange for phonograph records. Were they really phonograph I think so, yeah. Were they not just... I mean, is that like another word for vinyls? I think so, yeah. When I think of phonographs, I think of like the old record players with like the giant metal tubes on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Like the <laughs> like the first things. I, I don't know. Think I don't know. I just... <laughs> anyway, uh, Georgie claims the documents to be the key to the future. Meanwhile, uh, Negan leads the saviors to the hilltop to send... Uh, warning via their newly tainted weapons. Rick pursues the saviors and chases Negan into a building. Negan eventually escapes, only to be captured at gunpoint by Jadis. Unable to find Negan, Simon instructs the saviors to attack the hilltop and expunge the community for good. So a lot of stuff piling up here at the uh, uh, in about the halfway point, running up until the end of this episode. What did you think of the key well, like you said, the episode started slow, and I was like, no, it's going to be one of those episodes. But then, <laughs> from the moment that Rick, Rick is like standing on a hill, mm. and he sees Negan and the crew coming in, and he's ready to like honk the horn yeah, to alert others, mm-hmm. and he sees that Negan is in his car, and he just goes off. Like, he forgets mm-hmm. honking the horn, and he just goes running. I loved all of it. I I felt the anger mm-hmm. that Rick had. Like, I, it was insane. I, I was like, if I see Rick running towards me like that, I, would, I will die on the spot. Like, he doesn't have to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> just from sheer I will fear. Die. Yeah, yeah, I will die from fear. <laughs> <laughs> I, loved, I loved all of that. I loved mm-hmm. how... He and then he goes. He falls. He he crashes into Negan's car. Right. Yep. Um, they get into this building, and uh, Rick is shooting at Negan, but he runs out, runs out of bullets. Yes. And Negan Negan is all cocky, like you have no bullets. Come at me. Yeah. <laughs> and come on Rick up. Just, Rick just throws an axe <laughs> to his face. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, Negan dodges or whatever, but he in turn like falls down. 
Yeah, but you can see he wasn't expecting that. No. He like wasn't he expecting it at all. He, he wanted hand-to-hand combat, and Rick threw a hatchet at his head. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and then Negan ends up falling through a hole in the floor, and Rick follows him down into, like, the basement area. Right. Which is also full of walkers. And mm-hmm. they have a long conversation uh, with each other. And which, by the way, I feel like a lot of seeds are planted. Oof. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Negan finds out what happened to the people in the, uh, to Jada's people. Yeah, the trash pile kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's not pleased about that. Uh, Negan continues to try to convince the audience that he really does think that his way is the best way to save people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rick, I think, rightfully points out that... He doesn't really care about saving people. He cares about saving himself. Everything he's doing is to protect him, to make sure he's fed, to make sure he's safe, to make sure he has people to sleep with. But he doesn't really right. care about the. he's using all of the people around him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the seeds are definitely being planted for stuff to... Uh, I mean, with Simon as well. Simon obviously has had... Uh, delusions of grandeur when it comes to taking over the saviors Mm -hmm. and moving into Negan's slot, I guess. So we we saw a lot more of that uh, in this episode and he's sort of recruiting Dwight to his cause. I don't know if Dwight is playing along with him or if he's legitimately uh, doing what he's doing. Uh, I would like to make a slight retraction about something I said last week about okay. the show, because I, I don't, I don't know if I mercilessly mocked the idea of tainting their weapons with Walker guts, because I was working under the presumption that you know if you just shoot an arrow in somebody's head and they die, they turn into a Walker anyway. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I didn't think of the genius idea that you don't have to kill anybody. Now, if they're tainted, you can just shoot them with an arrow in their leg and they're going to die from the walker blood. Or you can just nick them with your, you know, with a hatchet on their arm or something. Yep. And they're going to get, you know, they could die that way. So I didn't really think about that for some reason. And that's that totally works. You don't have to kill them now or you don't have to aim for kill shots. You can hit them anywhere. As long as you hit them, they're done for. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, eventually. Yep. Uh, I like this episode a lot, too. Uh, it, it took some time to get going, but it really picked up. And uh, I forgot that her name was Georgie. Yeah. I was just call- In my head, I was just calling her the teacher. Because <laughs> she looked like any any middle school teacher like I ever had. Well, when she first introduced herself, I on I heard Giorgio from oh my Star goodness. Trek Discovery. Not the same person. And I was like, "What? Wait a minute! No. Wait a minute!" No. Uh, I thought she was personally. I think she's an endlessly fascinating character that they've introduced. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, she looks like she was a school teacher who mm-hmm. never stopped being a school. I mean, we're eight years or roughly eight years into this. And she looked like she was teaching class yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it's funny. It's interesting that you got a, a teacher vibe because for me, I got a politician vibe. Maybe, I got, yeah. I got the vibe of maybe she was like a senator or congresswoman or mm. something like that. Who yeah, used to be a teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm reaching. <laughs> it could be. It's possible. <laughs> I'm just saying. Whatever she turns out to be, maybe she was a teacher at some point. Maybe she always wanted to be a teacher. And now is her opportunity. I don't know. <laughs> but she, that's the kind of the vibe I got uh, mm-hmm. from her. I don't know. It was everything from like she just wanted records? Yeah. She's like, you know, fill up my crates with records and I'll give you knowledge. Yeah. And I'm like, this character is really interesting. What is yeah. going on here? And Haven't I don't know you... why I don't know why that bugged me so much. It not, not in a negative way, but I was like the whole time ever ever since she appeared, I was like, why does she need so many records? What? <laughs> she's like a corrupt. What is this she's... for? Maybe she's just like a hardcore vinyl collector and she's like, now's my time to strike. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to buy them anymore. Oh my God, that's going to be me, the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> I'm going to be going around just stealing video games from people. <laughs> You're like, look, you guys don't need these. <laughs> I'm trying to round out my Xbox collection. <laughs> I've got all of the games except for these two. You have them and you're not even going to need them. Let's be honest. <laughs> You give me these, and I'll uh, pass along some knowledge about aqueducts yes. or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I just, I found her fascinating because she seems like somebody who doesn't even realize what show she's in. <laughs> like, how do you? I just, you know, why didn't one of them scream? Like, do you not know what's happening right now? Like, for yeah. have you been in a coma? Yep. Uh, but she just wants records, and as a as a recompense for these records, she will hand out. Uh, ways to, you know, the old ways, how we went about doing things before we got to where we are now. And she's basically talking about rebuilding society from the ground up, uh, using our past to uh, build the future, Mm -hmm. which is super interesting. And she also decides to give them food as well when she gets to the hilltop. She's, I mean, I don't know, she felt like a teacher to me. Because mm-hmm. when she looked at Maggie, she's just like, I see so much promise here. And you guys yeah. need this food more than we do. And she's like, but she's like, you know, this is like a barter. She's like, I'm going to come back. It might not be for a while. But when I do, I expect some big things. Like yeah. she's, <laughs> she handed it out like a homework assignment. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're right there. Before they get to the hilltop, when they are just meeting Maggie mm-hmm. uh, on the street, they have this whole conversation about, you know, she's saying, like, you have to trust me. And I know trust sounds like a made of word. And she says a made of word. The other person says a made of word. But the yes. other person says moisture. That's <laughs> a made of word. <laughs> and she looks at the person like, what? That's not a made of word. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like dingle lofty or something for her made of yeah. word. Yeah. Like, yeah, or like, you know, sandpaper. Yeah, but that's a very no, teacher thing a... to do, so that's true. Yeah. Moisture. <laughs> Moisture. <laughs> Who would say that? That's such a dumb-sounding word. Uh, um, yeah, I, I thought she was great. Uh, I really enjoyed Rick versus Negan Part 2, mm-hmm. uh, largely because it did devolve into the this whole... Well, I mean, it devolved into the whole talking thing, but, um, you know, Negan never responded to Rick about... Jadis and the scavengers. So Rick just sort of, right. I mean, we saw Negan respond under his breath going like son of a bitch or something, but Rick Mm -hmm. never heard that response. And as far as Rick's concerned, he's still 
Negan is still the absolute number one enemy, which he still may be. I'm not sure, but I feel like seeds are being planted for other things to, to kind of grow, but mm-hmm. we shall see. But then, uh, Nick, uh, Nick, Rick, uh, I've, I've now shipped them. Apparently Negan <laughs> and Rick are Nick. Um, he takes control as you noted of the baseball bat lights it on fire on fire. Yes, dude. And then we've got a flaming bat and flaming <laughs> zombies, flaming Lucille, flaming Lucille. <laughs> Uh, crazy. It was amazing. I liked, I liked all that. Uh, and I love, I love that before they start to fight, uh, Negan says to Rick, Hey, prick, <laughs> not Hey, Rick. Yeah. Hey, he prick. calls him prick, <laughs> which is great. Um, have, have they told the, the Lucille story in the, in the show? I can't remember. I, I if... feel like they haven't. I thought if they would have done it, it would have been when he was locked in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like that whole episode where he sort of confessed to his his sins or whatever. Um, but he didn't. I, I mean, the presumption here is that the bat belonged to his kid, right? I think. So. I. I mean, I would. That will be my assumption. Yeah. yeah, he's very, very protective of it. Yes. Like, if anything bad were to happen to it even remotely like it's in Rick's hands and you can yeah. see it's not just like an anger thing it's it's a fear thing in his face you can see it yeah He's... and before all that he uh when they start driving uh he puts Lucille on the dri- on the passenger seat mm-hmm. like it's someone like it's a person yeah. and he's like you're great saying like things to the bad like is a person like complimenting <laughs> <the> <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> I mean, clearly, I think it's got to be like a representation of his kid or something. It has like to be. It's yeah. It has the to be. last thing he has of of his kid. Mm-hmm. And if he loses that, then it's all lost. Uh, curious to see where the rest of that goes. Yep. Um, did anybody. Is it just me? I thought for a minute there at the end when Simon has given everybody the speech about expunging and redacting the hilltop. Mm hmm. When he was like, let's do it for Negan for like a, a second there. I'm like, no one's going to cheer. <laughs> and there's going to be an awkward silence. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah. And then everyone goes, yeah, at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but for a second, I thought he was going to be there. And like, no one was, everyone was going to leave him hanging. But that, that didn't happen, I guess. But I actually thought that in that scene, the opposite was going to happen in terms of, like, he says, everybody's like, should we go and save Negan mm-hmm. and he is like no we're this is we have to go to the hilltop and he has the whole plan but he tells the the number one guy that's saying we should go help Negan mm-hmm. uh, Simon says to him who are you and the guy says I am Negan and I thought at that um, at that moment he was gonna be like no 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 who are you like to make uh, like, the guy your... say his actual name yeah to like change the dynamic but yeah. uh like, not what's your happen. dumb fake name? What's your real name, asshole? Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Uh, but that would have been interesting. Yeah. But yeah. I guess he, I think Simon is probably smart enough to know that whatever this weird cult of personality, fear-based thing that Negan has instilled probably works for a reason, and he's sticking to it, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, any other thoughts on the key, or would you like to give it a score? Um. 
Oh, before the score, I think I, I like the title of the episode, The Key, because I was the whole time I was trying to figure out what's the key. Mm. And then we find out that it's the, the information that this lady gave Maggie, um, which is really nice. Um, yes. And I and I like that throughout the episode, you see this conflict of should we be the bad guys or the good guys? And mm. at the end, they decide to be the good guys and it pays off for yep. them. Um, so I really like that. So I'm going to give it a 4.5. Uh, I, high high score. I also gave it a four and a half. Mm-hmm. I was not leaning that way. No. When this episode started, like 10, 15 minutes into this, I was I wasn't thinking this was going to be a four and a half episode. A high three, a low four, maybe. But mm-hmm. it really ended up rolling uh, strong into the finish. Uh, before we take off. We should probably thank the good people of Fandango for sponsoring the podcast this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash Fandango or click the Fandango link at the top of the page in cinemageekly.com to get yourself some movie tickets or to get a uh, gift card for the movie fan in your life. There is a lot of movies in the theaters. Aurora, Mm -hmm. have you watched any of these yet? Did you go see Tomb Raider? I did. Uh, did Did you enjoy it? I have mixed feelings. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, mixed feel. I haven't watched mixed it yet. Feelings. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see it, but I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. But it's, it's good. It's a good movie. Like if you want an action movie, mm-hmm. um, it's a good movie, and I enjoyed watching it. It's just that I'm, I'm a harsh critic of Tomb Raider stuff because I'm such a fan. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising in theaters. I hear it's stupid and fun. <laughs> which means it sounds like a pretty good sequel to the first Pacific Rim, which was also dumb yeah. and fun. Uh, Black Panther still in theaters. If you haven't seen it yet, you should, mm-hmm. uh, because that'll give you time to uh, pre-order your tickets for Avengers Infinity War. Uh, Fandango is also offering uh, movie posters, little mini movie posters when you pre-order tickets. Uh, and you can pre-order tickets for Ready Player One uh, as well. Although Ready Player One is coming out uh, in just a couple days. So I'm hoping that turns out to be good, too. I've heard yeah. mixed to positive reviews. Mm-hmm. There. So it seems like it's leaning towards like it turned out to be okay. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, well, that is a wrap for this week's episode. Head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show, and then you can also subscribe, if you haven't already, to the show. Uh, We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, anywhere good podcasts are made available. Search for Hear the Walking Dead and hit subscribe, and then you can listen to us next week when we talk about Season 8, Episode 13, called Do Not Send Us Astray. Mm -hmm.